Well, good morning, everybody at Rennie Doyle Podcast. And Chris and I are back after a little hiatus uh, over uh, – well, a lot went on. So we'll talk about that here in a second. And, yeah. Uh, is that is that an old Bronco I see? Is that Bronco? Yeah, so, you know, it's a little past the holiday, but I thought I'd wear this. Um, so I ordered two shirts from these guys that were Christmas-themed shirts. Yeah. Uh, th- this one is an old Bronco. says, let it snow. It's got a tree on top. Like uh, the it. other the other one's a 911 with a tree on top. Oh, there you go. Um, but uh but yeah, they didn't show up until after Christmas. Go so <laughs> COVID, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what I miss? I miss seeing 911s with ski racks. You used to when yeah. I was a kid, you used to see a lot of 911s, you know, 912s uh up here in the in the ski towns with ski racks, and you just don't you don't see that anymore, you know. Right. I tell you what, you get me the 911 all by the ski rack. <laughs> yeah, right. That uh, it just it is. It's it. You used to see. I mean, you know, it it uh, it was pretty cool being in Germany. Uh, I was there. I've been there several times, but twice in the winter time. And there are portions of of Germany, Austria, and stuff like that where you do see it. You know, oh, yeah. you will see the guys with the you know the the uh, Targa S fours. Heading up to go, uh, go hit the runs, you know, and they got uh, winter tires on and, and they're going for it. So, well, you know, uh, there's the, uh, the, the, uh, James Bond movie, the one that had, uh, the one movie, uh, on her majesty's secret service, I think it's yeah. what it's called. Um, anyway, they got a 69 Cougar in that one with skis on the back of it and it was a convertible. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember that. I don't, I have yeah, to go back it was, and watch I'm going blank on the actor's name right now, but it was the only time he was Bond once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can see his face. I can yep. see his face. Didn't last long. Yeah. Nope. That, that's so. Hey, it's good to be back, everybody. And we've had a lot of developments today. Is something that um I, I'm really passionate about the podcast. It means a lot to me, and it's you know, WTF are you doing? And the reason why I want to take this is before we do this warning. It's something I'm passionate about, so I might drop some curse words. So if there's children around trying to be, be known, oh, and it's not because I—it's just because I get really excited, and uh, you know, it's—it it really is. So I'm just going to kind of qualify. I'm going to try to maintain myself, but um, you know, it's—it's it's naturally going to happen because this is a topic that this isn't about beating people up. This is about this is going to beat me up. There's some personal items in here, right, Chris? That there are. we've never talked about before. That I'm going to share with you because I really feel, you know, all these gurus out there. You know what the new trend is? Every New Year's, you got a new trend. And it, it, let's talk about things that pisses Rennie off. You know, there's these all these trainings now. Most of them, you know, we've been training. This is our 16th year of training. Uh, you know, the only training that talks about business. Okay, see, I'm trying to restrain myself not to say bad words, naughty words. You know, I've got hundreds, hundreds, I mean, Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Detail Mafia webcast that we put on weekly uh, for the group. For, I, it just pisses me off that people have to take and falsify information to make themselves look, look better. And the reason why I bring that up is because I'm going to I'm going to show my weakness today because I think that our weakness is what makes us. And I this isn't going to be a bragging session as much as it is. I'm going to show you my underside of the things that i failed at so that you don't do it so that we can shortcut that so you don't get 
you want to compare I, I get this all the time people want to compare battle scars why do you want to get a battle scar i'd rather not be scarred up and beat up and learn learn from somebody else's mistakes than go out and do it on my own but i see it every day because of ignorance because of pride because of ego because of not knowing any better whatever it may be well there's no excuses now anybody that listens to this there's no excuse. There's no excuse to go out and make the same mistakes that we're going to talk about today. Uh, and we're going to talk about some successes, too. You know, so before we do that, though, how was Christmas? How was New Year's? Christmas was good. New Year's was uneventful. But cool. uh, Christmas was a lot of fun. The, the kids, the kids are getting to the age where they're appreciating it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they enjoyed it. They took their time a little bit more with it. That's um, cool. you know, they're, they're nine and 14 now yeah, and, they, uh, the dogs had a blast on Christmas. Oh, there you uh, go. They had more fun than anybody. And it's, it's pretty crazy how, how even they figure out that it was a special day. You Isn't know, that cool? Isn't that yep. cool? we got little mini and our little dog. He likes the wrapping paper. So as the yeah. wrapping paper comes, man, he starts just tearing into it and ripping it up. And we got some video of him doing it. It's pretty funny. Did you do anything yeah. fun? Uh, just for, for Christmas, we hang out at my mom and dad's after we do our Christmas morning thing. Uh, New Year's, I really just stuck around home, actually worked on a detail over New Year's weekend, uh, cleaned up another Mini Cooper, got it looking, looking sharp. Um, Great color. Yeah, and, then, and then, you know, I was just home a lot with everybody and, you know, we got to run out and have lunch a couple days, that kind of stuff. But other than that, you know, with everything going on in the world, I'd rather not be out in it and not, not because... I'm afraid of anything. It's because I don't want to deal with the people that are out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I actually saw, I was coming up. So we, we, uh, we had a great Christmas too. Very mellow. Um, three of our four kids were here. Uh, they had to take off. They got here on the 23rd. They took off. We had a lot of storms. So we've had since the last podcast, we've had about eight inches of rain. Um, and, and about two feet of snow and all mixed in together. Yeah. So, uh, it got pretty, mucked up um out where we keep our horses is a real mess just now our poor horses you know deep mud's not good for them right so uh they haven't been able to get out much because we don't want them to get hurt but uh it's just now finally starting to dry out to where we can start getting them out and you know working them again and exercising but um diane and i we took our first cruise ever we uh Went down into Mexico from there into Honduras and Belize, back up into Mexico, and we had an absolute ball. I mean, if you guys haven't been on a cruise, especially a really nice, we went with uh, the Norwegian uh, cruise line, the Breakaway. Uh, that ship is amazing. But if you haven't done that, uh, I was really kind of not anti-cruise, but I thought, man, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a person. I don't even sit for the podcast. You know, I don't sit well. <clears throat> so I was assumed that a cruise would be, able, oh, my God, I had it so long. Man, I, I was, we had a blast. And the people part was the best part, the people we met. Yeah. Yep. Oh, <clears throat> it was absolutely, absolutely crazy. But when we got back, I had to take, and Ian was here. We had our dinner, our, our Christmas dinner with detailers. We had over 70 people show up down at Uber Detailing in uh, Corona, California. That was really cool. You know yep. what's cool about that? We talked about this. Seeing, we had met most of these people before and over the last year. You know, it's really cool to see how progressive, how progressively they've changed for the better. They they looked sharper. They spoke with confidence. They're making more money. It was really cool to be around and see, you know, that change. 
Yeah, I think I think I had said that uh, it was cool. You could see that they had matured as well as their businesses had matured. They had. It was not just one part of it. And and I think that's what experiences, you know, are all about and uh, doing and, and seeing different things and, and doing it out. So uh, we also we, we we did our vacation, but you can see uh, behind me as you can see our new uh, we got a lot coming out with this truck. Uh, but we had its maiden voyage into the backcountry a little bit with a lot of snow and there's a video, pretty funny video coming. We ended up uh, not getting too far in and tried to help some people that were stuck pretty bad, went down a, a place they shouldn't have probably gone down. And we watched the little new Bronco that couldn't almost do it. So we watched one of the, the, the entry-level Broncos almost pull out a full-size uh, 1500 lifted uh, GMC Sierra that huh. was buried up to its axles. And I was really impressed uh, with this, with this, this little Bronco's ability, it just about got it done. We didn't. We lesson learned though. We went out for a, a casual. It was like Gilligan's Island, you know, just a three-hour tour, and we didn't. We didn't bring our any of our recovery stuff uh, with us. We just thought we'd go out and hit the trails. And you know, there's always being search and rescue. I should be prepared, right? And uh, we weren't. And so we 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 kind of uh, did our best and and uh, met some great yeah. people though. So. All right, we ready? Should we jump into this? We're ready. Hey, you know, we got a we got a bunch of good guys on though. Um got a couple guys from Hawaii on already. Right. And it's on. early. It's what yeah. five in the morning there right now? Good morning. Good morning. Maybe six, but and we got uh Dirk from Germany. Oh right on. Hey, Dirk, thanks for joining us. Well, hopefully we make it worth your time today. So let's talk about this. A lot of you, you you're killing it. You're absolutely just in beast mode. You're a year into it, a two year into it five years into it, 10 years into it, even 20 years, and you're killing it. And But you also always got to ask yourself that, you know, you're a badass profit maker, but are you doing enough? Are you doing it less with more? Uh, are you still overworking to do it? And you've got to constantly improve. You've got to improve your lifestyle. So if you're a slayer, a giant slayer, and you're killing it, don't settle for that. That's one of the things that I I've been really good at is not settling for that. I've always improved. Matter of fact, we try to improve every single training that we, we perform. We try to, on the product side of things, we try to improve every product. We try to improve our experience, our delivery, everything about our businesses. We're constantly evaluating them and trying to move ahead. Don't ever stop doing that. Even if you're a slayer, don't do that. Now, a lot of those you're suffering is that you're new to it. You're struggling. That's okay. We're going to talk about that today and, and facing some realities um, and, and what you can do to take and help yourself out. For Now, don't think of what life is right now. Think of what life can and could be uh, if you get your act together. And you're working hard, and I don't want to take and, and, and offend anybody. It's not that you don't have your act together. It's just that you don't, you, you're not quite there yet. And that's okay because all of us don't ever let anybody take and brag to you that, oh man, you know, you're just a new person. You're just new in business. You're just, you're a new entrepreneur. You don't know what you're talking about. They were there too. And if they're talking like that, they're probably not telling the full truth and they're probably either angry or broke or both. So be real careful with who you're talk talking to. Now, I've been in your shoes. And I can tell you this, don't limit yourself because it's one of the things that I've talked about a lot is that we limit ourselves. So this podcast will empower many of you to realize 
what you can do that 15 years ago i was in your spot there's a there was a light a light went off 15 years ago and it's taken it taken I, it hasn't taken the entire 15 years to arrive but it's taken 15 years to arrive where i'm at that's really important because enjoy the journey is that you know i always tell people people will tell you you know that first year is that the hardest year no it's kind of the honeymoon period because you're so you've got so many people that have never used you before that they're buying into your company you're buying into your services and it's kind of easy that first year it's you're going to find out if you're that good when you start raising your prices and you can fill your all of your your available spots up uh for an entire week two three four years in those are the tough times that's why so many companies fail between that four and seven year mark and why very very few make it to 10 years is and i'm going to tell you right now they don't fail most businesses in my opinion don't fail because the business failed they, they failed because the person running it did is the person running it a got burned out yep and that's a big one chris we know that and people don't talk about it i'm going to talk about it today right now and open up to some things the other thing is is that you don't you're not progressive in your company is you don't raise your prices you're not making enough profits to support a lifestyle. I just got a, a post from a gentleman. I won't mention his name, but he's like, you know, I'm I'm X years old and I'm just, you know, he, he moved to a new area and he restarted everything. And and it is tough, but don't give up, man. And the first thing to realize is, is that I'm in a bad spot. So that's a lot of people don't they keep moving forward and and, and taking and making things worse instead of stepping back and slowing the pace down. So this podcast will empower many of you and realize what I did some 15 years ago. But I'm going to tell you, you woke entrepreneurs, you're probably going to get pissed off. Simple as that. So if you're woke and you're this and you're that, and you're, you know, you don't want their feelings hurt. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to hurt your feelings right now. But it's going to be real. It's going to be real. And so the best way you're going to learn from me or others that have built wealth is by us telling you how we did it. But more importantly, how we screwed up is most won't tell you the truth, the low points and the ugly side of the climb. They'll tell you they're going to fill their whole story with unicorn and rainbows. Everything's going to be unicorn and rainbows. And they're not going to tell you the bad side of it. And, and I feel that we need to tell you the bad side because let me tell you right now, the, tr the dirty truths are going to save you from battle scars. And I see 90%, 90%, we've been in a lot of industries, 90% of small businesses are where I was 25 years ago in an ugly spot. Um, I was making money, but I was making, I was working, I didn't have a life. And at some point, I, I read all this, I get all this. At some point, you're going to take and wake up and go, shit, I have no life. I haven't made enough money. I haven't been to acquire the things that I need to acquire. My friends have moved ahead of me. I'm way behind and I'm unhappy as hell. Why? Because I've had small sections where I allowed myself to get in that stupid spot. And so here, let's go over it. Let's go over what my life F ups. See, I've been, I'm, I'm doing good. I <laughs> you, are do, you are doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Is that three times, I want you to hear this. Three times in my life, I've become a millionaire. Two times of those three times, I became not a millionaire, is I lost a lot. Now, I didn't lose everything, 
but I lost a lot of money that took me out of that classification. The first time I did it, I was very young. So what, what, what caused me? Where would I be had I not done that? Well, those failures were successes because, A, I'm here talking about it right now. B, it sucked when I went through it. I mean, it sucked. The biggest thing it hurt was my pride, my ego. That's the biggest thing that it hurt, especially the second time because it was in 08 when we, 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 a lot of it we couldn't be controlled. But I let it get to me, and it was stupid. Here's what happened three times. A risk-it-all attitude is that so many times that the risk-it-all attitude, I didn't have to risk it all. I only had to risk some of it. But yet I went out and I stupidly took and, and went to the next venture and put everything I'd worked up to and pushed myself forward with on the line for it. And it's like, I didn't have to do that. But yet I see this every single day that people are doing exactly that, is that they're risk it all. It's like going to Vegas and betting everything and not being able to take and stop. And the next thing you know is you've tapped out your credit cards, your bank account's empty. You know, you go down and you sell your watch at, at uh, what's that, 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 that uh, um, shop in uh, Vegas with the show. You know, Pawn Stars, Pawn Stars, man. You go down to Rick and sell your sell your watch for, you know, pennies on the dollar is that you risked it all and you don't need to do that. It's stupidity. And I'm going to tell you what it is. A lot of time it's a lack of knowledge and a lack of self-control. And it's a poor. Pro I can almost guarantee you people that do that either a grew up poor like I did with not much or B, they grew up the opposite where things were easy. I don't see the middle class guys that and gals that kind of grew up watching their parents make money but struggle with money doing it near as much. It's the person that has a poor person's attitude or the person that didn't have to work for it as hard that usually screws that up. So now that's the other one. The next one is a poor person's reasoning. What does a poor person's reasoning mean? Is a poor person's reasoning is where I came from. Is I had I didn't know how to manage money. I didn't know how important money was. I didn't understand what I had. I didn't understand that all this hard work that I just did could disappear in a heartbeat. I thought, hey man, I'm doing good. I'm gonna keep doing this. I got the golden, the Midas touch. I almost anything I'm gonna touch is gonna turn to gold. No, some of the shit I touched turned to crap real quick, and I lost a lot of money because of it. And so you can't have a poor person's reasoning. You've got to get out of that mindset. Now, the other one is, I, this is a big one. I didn't yeah. think I deserved to keep it. Now, I hear, I hear you talk about this one a lot. I didn't think I deserved to keep it. Deep in my mind, I got to tell you, and I did admit this when I was young, is I sabotaged myself. Is, is, and I don't know what it is. I've heard a few other people talk about this. Mm -hmm that have done the same thing. And damn it, I know a lot of people when I was on um, Undercover Billionaire last last year, the host of that was, he didn't do that, man. He grew up in a, in a worse situation than I did. Yet he, he, he didn't, I don't think he sabotaged himself. I don't know why I've seen myself and other people do that. But I really just felt in my mind that basically I didn't believe in myself and I generated tens of millions of dollars over over a very at a young age now i didn't keep all that but i kept a portion of it enough to make me pretty wealthy as a young dude 
and I didn't have, I wasn't worthy of it in my mind. So what did I do? Well, I went back up, let's go to one. I had that risk it all attitude. The other thing is I didn't have the know-how and knowledge is maybe if I was educated or had some more time under my belt. I don't say the, the, the wealth came easy. It didn't, but it didn't come hard either. I worked hard, and I don't want you to misunderstand this, but at the same token, I'd made a lot of right moves, and it happened. And those moves were in business. Those moves were you know, buying things and real estate and this other thing. Some, in some degree, I was lucky. I really was. I don't really believe in luck, but I got to tell you, I was. Because here I was, this poor kid that really dropped out of college, that didn't do good in school, with special education in elementary school and junior high. So I didn't have the smarts. I had the street smarts. I had the desire. I had the will. I had the personality. I had all those things going, but I self-destruct. I blew up. And it's I would, I would, I would imagine the success didn't come easy, but it, it was probably what you expected for the amount of work you were putting in. You know, it was, and 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 you know, and I didn't look down, and I got to, I, I didn't realize what I'd become. And then once I did that, the ego, I didn't do stupid things. Like I, I didn't go out what a lot of young people do and buy dumb things. I went out and took major risk. Is I actually moved too fast. We're going to get into that here in a second. It's slow, smooth, smooth, as fast. I decided I wanted to take and be a, I wanted to go, I wanted to leapfrog. Okay. Hey man, I got a half million dollars. You know what? Well, now I want 3 million, 4 million. And again, I bet it all on red, so to say. And, and I'd watch that, you know, I don't even gamble. I don't drink. I don't get Vegas hates me. I don't go to strip club. I don't do any of that, but I'd watch that roulette. You know, I'd put the ball out and I'd see it hit black and I just bet red and I, it's gone. Poof, poof, you know, and, and, and some of it was, it was romantic. It was, it was cool feeling. And it wasn't that I even felt that I was a big shot. I was doing so many cool things. I was already in search and rescue big time. You know, I was doing that. I had a lot of interest going, cars, everything else. But I, I actually did live within my means. That wasn't what got me. What got me was the risk it all attitude, along with a poor, a, a, a poor person's perspective. And then, and then also, not having the street smarts or the street credit yet to go out and make those big decisions. I think people saw me coming and they nailed me. You know, I think they, they, they saw me coming and they nailed me. They're older and wiser. And, and I was being something I wasn't quite ready to be. What would have happened? What if I hate what ifs, what would have happened if I would have just kept that money and kept moving at a slower pace, smooth and slow, Starting up just like I did in the future, starting up small businesses I loved. There's the difference. Small businesses I loved, I had an interest in, and would have kept that money. Could you imagine if I would have listened to my mentors? People around me were telling me, don't do that. Don't do that. And you know what? I didn't look at their battle scars. I didn't appreciate their battle scars. That's what it comes down to. I wasn't ignorant and disrespectful to them directly. It was indirectly. And here's why. Because I'd take their advice. They'd tell me their story. And I said, it's not going to happen to me. And guess what? 
It happened to me. <laughs> it happened to me. And so ego, part of it, and believe it, my ego wasn't a huge part of that. It was there, but it was my desire, my unbridled desire to succeed is, is what got it, is that I did not want to go back to ever being poor again. I never wanted to have a poor credit score. I never wanted to take and wonder if my 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 ATM card was was or credit card was going to work. I never wanted to go and see that I had crumbs in the bank account. And so that unbridled desire created blindness, created deafness. I couldn't I couldn't see, I couldn't hear, I couldn't feel. Because it was unbridled. You know what happens when you unbridle a horse? You don't put a bridle on a horse to take him out. Guess what? They run. They run. They run wild. Some some horses are pretty mellow. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was that young stallion that unbridled. I was dangerous, and that passion was unbridled, and it got me. Now, my addiction to success. This I really want you. I want everybody to listen to this. My addiction to success. This is where I see so many people, and I can tell it from a mile away, even on social media. When I meet people, it's even more obvious. Here's it is. This is this is what it cost me. I want you to listen to this because this is real, and I've seen it too many times. And if anybody's going to be honest, they're going to admit this, but most people won't. It's unicorns and rainbows. I lost me. For a decade, this is what happened. I lost me. I lost who I was as a man, what I lived for, what I loved, my passions, my hobbies, my self-awareness, my self-respect. I lost it all. Lost it all for because I did stupid shit. Because I went too fast. Because... Because I thought that I knew what I was doing and I didn't. Is I wasn't listening. I had a golden opportunity. It was right there. But I got all worked up in this unbridled, this unbridled passion for success, and I lost me. I lost vision for my marriage. I didn't lose my marriage. Thank God. Thank God I didn't. I could have a couple times. But I lost the vision. What I mean by vision is what I had dreamed of my marriage being wasn't there. What I, I lost vision for my own kid, ch children. What I would vision of being a dad wasn't there. Well, you know, you know, addiction obviously comes in all forms, right? I mean, it doesn't just have to be the drugs, alcohol, or mm. even gambling, right? And mm. it, it takes your focus off everything else. And you talk about losing your your family and your vision for them, but that's probably because you were too busy not working on those things. I did I I I did what I thought at the time was a great job, and it was a horrible fucking job, you know. And here's why, Chris. You, you know why? Why don't I drink? You know that's a good question. Why don't you drink? Because my family's got addictions. My brothers. Oh well, that yeah, that's a good brothers, point. Anything about that? You know is that I've stayed away from drinking and the use of stuff my entire life. But guess what got me? This addiction. This addiction got me. I lost vision for the most important things into my life. Now, 
it's costly. It's still costing me today is because when you screw up those major things in your life is, can you fix them? I don't know. I'm still a work in progress. I'll tell you at the end of the journey, you know, I have no idea, but above none of that, none of that, none of that needed to happen. That was my issue. Now there's other issues. You know, marriage is never one way, right? Uh, raising yeah. kids, it's tough. I mean, so, you know, I, I don't want to paint that I was this idiot, but I was an idiot. You know, I really was. To own it, I was an idiot. There's a lot of contributing factors, but I will put that back on my shoulders because had I been in a better place in my mind, I started to resent me because I gave up and I put myself into a corner by developing all the success. Now, I'm going to qualify this too. I'm a blue-collar success. My businesses were service businesses, and my businesses were hand-on businesses. Maybe other people out there, men and women, have been able to create that and keep, keep, keep all those things in check. In mine, they're very demanding businesses, and I didn't. And that's a weakness of mine. But here's the problem, is that pretty good at what I do. I'm pretty good at business. I'm pretty good at managing relationships. I'm pretty good at envisioning things. Not everybody's there. And I was not. It talks about this. We'll get a hold of it right now. I'm not a born entrepreneur. Now, there's aspects that I developed, especially after I was put into special ed, is that I had to develop my personality. A, I grew up in a rough area. B, being special ed and growing up in a rough area wasn't easy. So I had to take in negotiate my way through i was getting sick and tired of getting beat up so i started pumping a little iron i started learning to fight i started going to fight clubs i started doing you know martial arts but mostly you know what i developed was my mind and my mouth and my people skills and you know it kept it kept me it kept me out of trouble i liked to fight when i was young it was an enjoyable thing to me uh, because of where i grew up um, it was different than it is now, you know, um, you'd get in, in little brawls with, with your friends and, you know, two or three days later, your best buddies, you know, riding your bikes again. But, um, I, I had to learn to be a peacekeeper and how to take and use my mouth and my mind and to build up relationships and, and not enemies. And that's paid off very well. But the entrepreneur side, bridling myself didn't really start to happen until uh, probably about 17 years ago, 18 years ago. Uh, and it really didn't happen until about 15 years ago is when I really started putting into practice. So too many irons in the fire too quickly. I did a poor job at prioritizing is that, that I, I had so many businesses going and so many things going and so much money coming, it was awesome. But I wasn't managing any of them very good. Um, the first, the, the, the baby steps I did to this is, I'm seeing this right now, is people are suffering. And they're not bringing in the, the money they need to support their way of life or their family or their dreams, whatever it is. And they start doing things that they're not ready to do. You know, one of the things I see people do now is you see that they're struggling and the next thing you know is they're out there advertising they're going to they're going to become a business coach you know or yep. they're going to pay people you know and it's like hold on man i take that's got to be serious you better be arrived 
you can't be halfway in doing that. Is if you haven't gotten to where you need to be, how can you teach people to get there if you haven't gotten there? And so, but I understand the desperate situation that people put them in, themselves into. Because remember those, those, those three times that, those two times I've lost it. You know, I've lost that a good chunk of my, I had to go back and figure things out. But the difference was, is I slowed my pace way down. Now, this one challenge, number four, I want to share with you. This one paid off, but it was, the workload was intense. Okay, so I want to, I want to qualify this one. This one paid off, but my addiction to success, again, this one almost cost me, is we started four different businesses in three different industries at multiple locations within three years. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a like a problem. <laughs> and so what happened was is the good news was is I learned staff management really quick. We had we had we had uh, probably 36 direct and but we probably had about 50 people somewhere right there, you know, underneath my leadership and that that was a lot for a short period of time. Um I really learned financials, I learned staff management. Uh I, I learned for the first time in my life how it was to run companies with, with millions of dollars coming in the front door each year. Um, that was exciting and, and also the, the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, matter of fact, the trigger points for that of me getting stressed out still come from that one, one thing right there. Because I've, I learned very early on, I'm a gunslinger. I'm good at bringing money in. I'm not good. I don't overspend crazy. And you see how I, you know, we budget out. We've got equipment over here. You know, I, I'm pretty slow roll. I don't, I don't just do everything at once. We kind of pace ourselves out. I've always been that way. But the thing that was bothering me was the taxes, the payroll, the, the, the workers comp, the, all the things that come around, I wasn't necessarily good at. And I, because we'd taken spread ourselves out so thin, we didn't necessarily have the right people in those positions to do those things. So it kept falling back onto me, which created more stress, which go back up the vision for my myself, the vision for my marriage, the vision for my kids. That's what suffered from doing all those things. Now, I learned also, this is not going to make sense, how to not run a business. Is because I had so many, so many things going at one time that were actually popping off and very successful. But Right then and there, I learned, Jesus, if I would concentrate on this one thing, do you know how big it could be? But it wasn't reaching its full potential because I had four other things, three other things to concentrate on. And that one thing that was really, really exploding, I couldn't put the effort into it. There was too many things going on. Now, the other thing that I learned from that was how to destroy your lifestyle and your life vision is by getting that I hate to say it, by getting that successful and a word I hate busy so quickly is that my the lifestyle that I built up throughout my 20s was destroyed. Destroyed. It's like you took a, a naval ship out, this, this well-designed naval ship that took 10 years to, to, to build and, and 15 uh, or 10 years to design and 15 years to build, a.k.a. my early life. You take it out to sea. And you just you just you just run it into something on purpose. That's I might as well have done that because I took this great life and this great lifestyle and this great attitude, and I just I took it out full speed and just ran it straight into the freaking ground and sunk it. 
So, you know, too many irons in the fire, right? Like you said, um, you got me thinking about just my own situation and, and not, not business related, but man, I got that old cougar sitting out there. I got that bug sitting out there. I got a couple mini coopers. Yeah. And you know what? There's too many of them. They're all getting neglected a little bit. I, I know the feeling, you know, it's the same. It's the same reason. It's, it's, it, simple, it's, it's simple. a good analogy, right? It's the same thing. It's exactly it. And so, you know, all those things, I'm being honest right now. I'm really opening up to you guys. So if you want to compare battle scars to me, go ahead. Let's compare them. But my point is why? What I just said right there, can't you learn something? Now, we're going to go through. I've got some takeaways for you. But can't you go through and learn from what I'm saying? <clears throat> and if you think you're above this, good for you. Maybe you've got that college degree. I've got, I've got two of them now. I didn't. I, I dropped out. I went back. You know, I went back. But it. If you think you're smarter and do it, there's people that are. I'm telling you right now, there are people that are smarter that have been able to figure this out. I wasn't one of them. And I think the majority of us that just haven't put ourselves in those positions, um, you know, it's, I've met guys. I've met guys that slow rolled this and are doing it and gals that are doing it the right way. Uh, but the other token is a lot of them. I've got one person I'm thinking of is, you know, when, when, you, when you speak to this person, is that the projection they're giving online is one thing. And it's awesome. Actually, the projection they give is, is, is very truthful. But what they're doing is they've really minimized their workload. But the problem is with minimizing their workload is that they're not, they're not charging enough to justify building a life up that's going to have meaning. And you can invest and you can buy a home. You can buy real estate. At some point, this young person that's got this great lifestyle and this great little business is going to want a little more out of life. Maybe not. Maybe 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 it's a generational thing to where they're going to be. But I I think you're going to nest at one point. You're going to want home. You're going to want you're going to want to you're going to see that even while you're working a male of life. Or what if competition comes in and starts doing some damage to you? That's always possible. You know, at the, at the very least, you're going to want to slow down a little bit and not have your income suffer. Yeah. And, and again, if you've built this great lifestyle business, but you're not charging enough, that that's going to be a problem because your customers, you've got to charge enough. You've got to charge enough. So here, here, here's what I could do is, is I watch you and I got to ask what the, you know, are you doing? I see all the classics mistakes daily, every single day at alarming numbers. Matter of fact, it's gotten worse. Everything I just mentioned, <clears throat> I can almost, almost predict if a person's going to go down that road, you can't get to them though. Most people just will not talk about it, no, will not own it, will not admit it because they're lying to themselves. Simple as that. I did it. I know it, man. I can spot it. It's like somebody that's a, that, that, that that's recovering from addiction is that I'll be talking to them. They'll say, oh, yeah, man, that person right there, bam, this is the problems. Sure enough, you learn, you know, day, hours, days, weeks, months, years later, that was an absolute issue. I can see it from a mile away. Now, let me share this. I built a blue collar empire, not a big one, but it's an empire. It's not just one business, but a collection of successful, successful businesses. So if you think that, oh man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I'm going to challenge you to that. What have you built? What have you built? Because I'm telling you right now, you're going to damage yourself. if You're not careful. The first two started, and this is really important. I started my first two businesses, but poor. I mean, but poor. Now, what the first one I started, I ended up doing really good on it. The second one I started, I did really good on it. But here was my, my stupid mindset. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go for this because I'm already broke. 
What do I have to lose? And again, remember, go back to that first thing is that self-destruction thing is that, yeah, I wasn't greedy. I got great, great money out of those companies. But if I if I wouldn't have that risk at all attitude, what could have I could have owned those companies still. They could have been producing for me now <clears throat> as I had bigger, better always in my mind. And I was going to risk everything that I got out of selling this one for that one. Now, I'd invest. But I, what, what, what I didn't understand back then was, yeah, I invested in a home. But that next deal that I jumped into, where I risked it all, I actually risked losing that home. Yeah. I could have done it. I could have lost it. That happened a couple times. And so you, you, you can't have this, oh, I'm broke already, you know, attitude. I'm going to go for it. Now, in the very first beginning, yeah, go for it. You're broke. You got to go. You got to go and you got to go hard at that point. Your fall is a foot. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. It's like, it's like falling off of a. You know, it's, it's like falling off the floor. You know, you're, you're not gonna hurt yourself leaning over and laying down on the floor. But as you start having even a little bit of success, you got to be able to take and start having having a kind of a a, a, a loss prevention attitude to where okay, I got to protect this because I've worked hard to get this. I don't need to risk this back here. I'm gonna move ahead, but I don't need to risk it. I was not a gifted entrepreneur. Um, I had to develop that. I don't believe there's a lot of people that are born. Now, I do believe I had to. I was I, I was very, very shy because of, of, of going into special education and being and being. You got to remember where I grew up, man, it was rough and it didn't go over too good, you know, and uh, I lost a lot of friends. out of it. I got I got jumped more than one time. I got in a lot of fights, man. Can't tell you how many fights I got into just because. I was in a special education class. Did I get bullied? I don't I don't call it that. I mean, I just don't buy into that bullshit. No, I finally stood up. I was like the kid in the Bad News Bears, the original one, is that I fought everybody. I mean, if, if they it came up and, and started tormenting me, it was going to fist right then and there. And, and, and a lot of times I was on the losing end of it. But eventually I started winning. I connected pe with people very easily. This is the, the I want you to listen to this, is that. I was broke when I started these businesses. So broke allowed me to take bigger risks with shallow falls. But as I started succeeding, I started realizing I really liked people. I didn't have a knack for getting along with people. I truly like people. I still do. Love people. Love people. And I love hearing people's stories. I love sharing stories with people. Uh, I like hearing their family stories, their heritage. I like hearing what they do. That inquisitive mind got me a lot of places, and and that helped me develop into the entrepreneur I am today. Was that one fact of taking and learning about people, and then sharing with people. Um, also, everything that I've ever sold, I believed in. And I remember when I was a young man, and I bought a piece of property, and I had a payment due, and I was out. I was I was giving a proposal for a, a project, and it wasn't the right project. But here I I owed a kind of a balloon payment on a piece of piece of real estate, right? And I remember walking the project going, man, this is not going to turn out well. And this isn't the right solution for them. And but I needed that balloon payment. So I'm sitting out there, I'm writing out the, the, the proposal. I called the guy back and I said, I'd like to come down and sit with you in person and explain this. And he goes, Okay, come on down. So I walked in and I said, You don't need to be doing this. He goes, What? I said, this is the reasons why laid everything out. He goes, really? He says, you know, I've talked to six people 
I've gotten proposals. Yours was the last one I was waiting for. You're the only one that told me that. And you know what? I think you're right. Guess what happened? Two weeks later, I gave a twice the size proposal that was right. I want it. And I made that, I made that payment with no problem. I really feel it comes back to you. Um, as I look back now, actually, my minimized success slowed my road to being a blue-collar millionaire. What I, mean, what I mean by that is that when I kept taking these risks and when I, my poor attitude and my have to, my, my, instead of getting a, a part-time job and paying the bills and building my, my reputation up the right way, sometimes my desperation cost me more than it rewarded me. As I look back at my, my entire journey of being an entrepreneur for 30 years, 30 plus years is I want to repeat that is my desperation and me forcing a sale now and again. It didn't happen a lot, but when I did those, I think it actually set me back. I really do. I don't think it propelled me. I think it set me back. Now, takeaway time. Before we do that, pay the bills. Uh, PNS, uh, Double Black, 61 years this year. Uh, it's been amazing being involved with, with the Phillips family. Our whole uh, Double Black team, Chris, you're a big part of that. We want to thank them, man. Nothing happens. I talked to, to Bob Phillips, the the owner, CEO of uh, of PNS, just moments before I come on, and I got to tell you, it's just they're a magical company, and uh, we couldn't do this without them. So here's the takeaways. We ready for this, buddy? Starving artist. Ready. <laughs> you could you should only starve for a short time. I hear this all the time that people are building up their reputation, your talents, your you're paying your dues. The fact is that you need to take and start turning a profit as soon as you can. You can, can't survive off, off of survivalist coins in your pocket. you got to put dollars in your pocket. And a lot of people romance that. And I see it, the grind, 60 hours, uh, you know, 70 hours, 80 hours. Listen, we, we have a 60-hour work week coming up next week. We host a five-day training, hardcore training, dedicated. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, skill sets, badass. That five days, you're going to learn amazing skills. We're going to share skills with those individuals next week. Unbelievable. That's the foundation for them. They're going to have to go learn from there. The foundation we lay, the true foundation is what they're going to learn business-wise. And, and the support we're going to give them for the next 100 years to build up a net worth and a, and a, worth, and a, and a, and a life worth living. So the takeaways, smooth is fast. Uh, excuse me, slow, smooth, smooth is fast. Too fast. Right now, the crowd... Everybody wants overnight success. Everybody wants it right now, 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 now. Now, listen, you can have success. You can pay your bills while you're building a foundation for your company. But if you build a shitty foundation, is that thing's going to crumble? It might take 10 years to crumble, but I can guarantee you this. I got friends that do this. They look back at those 10 years as a total waste. Because after they were done blowing smoke up their own ass, they had to go get a job. A job they hated. I've never had to do that. I've never had to look back. I've never had to look back and say, holy shit, that decade was a complete waste. Thank God. I've looked, I've looked back, even the decade that I had that I kind of blew it. You know, I, I took in, I didn't kind of blew it, I blew it. Is I still had a lot of happy times. I still had a lot of things that went on. I still lived the life. I bought houses. I did this. I watched, well, I watched kids grow. I watched, um, I watched, you know, I enjoyed uh, 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 time with my wife, uh, time with my grandma, time with my mom. 
you know, all these different things kept going on. But in the background, I sure wasn't as happy as I should have been. Sure, not as happy as I could have been had I mixed some of those obstacles and done some of these things. So wealth over time while enjoying life. Slow it down. It's going to happen for you. But if you go too fast, you're going to screw it up. I'm telling you right now. Now, on the same token, I see procrastination all the time. Man, should I do this? Man, should I? God, pull the trigger. If you're listening to this in your new business and you're thinking about expanding or going full time, listen, have six to 12 months in the bank. Can you pay your bills? Do you have enough savings put away to pay all of your bills, your home bills, your life bills, and your business bills for six months, preferred 12 months? If you do, go for it. April 2nd is my launch date. Every time that we've started any business, we've always launched it. The big, the, the big launch date was the 1st of April. But we've had four companies launch on the 2nd of April. I don't know why. just happened. Uh, well, you, know, it was, it was, you, you, you mentioned you know, having the 6 to 12 months of savings. What a great way to set a goal, right? If you're on the fence, if you're in this industry, you're part-time, you know, you're, you're, you still got a nine to five job or whatever it is, and you're not sure when you should leave, set that goal. As soon as you have that six to 12 months, if you still want to pursue this, then, then when that's in place, that's when it's okay to leave and, and take that jump. No, it's exactly it. It, It's, and you might, that might not be the answer that you want to hear. You know, that might not be what you want to do, but I'm telling you that having that nest egg is going to be a game changer for you. The other thing to realize is that if business isn't building up as, as quickly as you think and you start using that nest egg and you're, you're using it to support your business, you need to go back to getting at least a part-time job until your business is built up enough. That's really important. And so I had a situation. I didn't need to work. I worked as a ski instructor for three seasons during the wintertime. The, the season two and season three killed me, man. I should have been doing it. But I wanted to make sure my companies and my family were on stable ground before I pulled that trigger. So 5-2 building system. Chris hasn't even heard this yet. Five days to build your business. Five days a week is plenty. Two days a week to build your lifestyle. Look at the difference. This overpowers this. But yet a lot of you are taking and you're doing this with business as you're going five plus one or all seven days. 100% of your life is committed to building a business. That's bullshit. Here's why. Here's why I understand. I've been there. In all my business startups, we did not work Sundays. Quick as I could, I stopped working Saturdays. Our staff didn't like working six days a week. I didn't like working six days a week. If you're working six or seven days a week, I can tell you a surefire way of stop doing that. You're not charging enough. Oh, you know, Paul Frasco was on our webinar with the Detail Mafia last night, and he said one of the things he implemented after he trained with you five years ago was making sure that they only work five days a week. Yep. And uh, he says it was the best thing he's done. Here's why. And anybody worth, 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 worth two cents that's an entrepreneur that's successful is going to tell you the same thing. Is you can work your ass off. I don't give a shit if you, if you work 60. I have a 60-hour-plus work week next week. But it's in five days. Okay. And the rest of the week we manage. We still work over the Christmas break. I was constantly, I, I know Chris, Chris was in the, his nose was in the emails constantly. We're con- even on my trip, I was checking into things. But here's the deal here's the two one <coughs> work. I hear this all the time. My work is my life, man. I'm going to tell you right now face death and see what you still say. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
I want to see you not sure if you're going to live. I want to, just like I have with people, is, 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 is I've watched people that have said that same bullshit. And if uh, when, when, when I've said this before, when I get to you, it's, it's a bad day. It's a bad day for you. It's a bad, it's a bad day for me. It's a bad day for your family. But I'm going to tell you right now, you go face death firsthand and come out of that and tell me that work, work, work is the only life you want. Because I, I can tell you right now, 100% of the people that made it, that lived, is that I saw, witnessed, was told, felt, and lived th their, their change. Is because we were there when they damn near died. And maybe somebody else in their party did die. You know, and you want to tell me that bullshit, you go out and nearly die and tell me what you're going to do. Five days a week to build an empire, two days a week to be a, to build an enjoyable life. And again, if you if you need to work six or seven days a week, the fix is, I, I understand there's people right now, this is where I'm going to lose people because they're they're not digging this, is that if, if you're having to work seven days a week, that just tells me, you're, you're a good person. You just that nobody's told you this before. Is you need to raise your prices. Your customers, if they're that loyal, yeah, you're going to lose some. But I'm telling you, what do you want to do? You want to make more from less, especially in the service business. Is you're going to serve fewer, better. Yeah, they're going to pay more. But guess what? It's going to take you out of the hot seat to where you've got a five-day empire building and a two-day lifestyle building. Simple as that. Number five, be a student of life and business. Have hobbies you love. The passion will help in business and not hurt it one bit. Is I try to constantly have something new coming into my life several times a year that takes and keeps me pumped up, that keeps me fresh. Because not only does it energize my life that two days, it energizes my five days. Stay mentally and physically healthy. You've got to keep your mind healthy, don't burn out, and you got to keep your body healthy. You've got to. You've got to stay active. I had two workouts yesterday, a strength workout and that damn Peloton bike. And I hate that that one instructor's best instructor on there. I was calling him names. 40 minutes out of into it, 45, man, I could have reached through that screen and choked him because he just, oh, man, my legs still hurt from it. Is have new interest. So we talked about hobbies. But you know what I like to do? I like to read books about different things. I love to, to learn. I love to take in. I, I just I just learned some things about World War II recently in a, in a good read. And then be around interesting people. Is you want to be around, uh, constantly change your crowd up a little. Not your friends, your crowd. Just change change it up. Be around, around people that with a little different viewpoints than you. It's not too bad. And then read and listen to a ton of books. <clears throat> I can't tell you how much this one step helped me. Was that you know audibles are here? God, that's such a blessing to be in a live in a time where you can listen to a book. It's really cool, but to read and it is 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 a gift. It really is a gift to you. This is a big one. Is I'm actually going to get a text message out. Uh, give thanks to those people that helped you. And and the reason I, I want you to take and listen to this is I'm going to take and uh, and give you a, uh, a a sample of this. Is that you know I I got a hold of one of my mentors over over the Christmas break, and uh, and 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 it was amazing uh, to talk to him and and you know give him credit and give him love for everything that he had done. Um, 
But I'm going to tell you right now, Billy with American Detail Garage, this is what he sent me, okay? Um, this is It's pretty touching. So I'm going to come all the way to the bottom pretty long. We had a great discussion. It says, uh, brother, we're going to have a damn good podcast together. I implemented what you taught me. I've seen the results, and now I'm teaching others the same thing. Thank you for that. Happy New Year, my friend. You know, a lot of people, and I've tested this with people I know over the last month, a lot of people – they give, they take credit. We've, we've all had help building stuff. And if you don't pay back and, tri and give tribute to those that have done it, it ain't going to come back at you. You're going to have a lot of uneasiness in your life. Now, I've had some things to where, you know, my, my addiction to success. But I haven't had uneasy relationships, you know, business relationships. Because I give credit where credit's due. I really do. But I also meet energy with energy. And what I mean by that is that if, if you've become unthankful, ungrateful, mean-spirited, or angry, I don't have a lot of room for it. Never have. Going back the last 25 years, just don't have a lot of room for it. But when Billy sent me that, he didn't need to do that. I mean, he's an up-and-coming star in this industry. And to get that message, I got to tell you, it made my day. So you know what, Billy, if you're listening, that, that, that instilled me and that put pressure on me. I called three people, three people that have changed my lives, and I thanked them, going way back. These are people that, that have, have been in my life for at least a decade, if not longer. Um, appreciate yourself. Ricardo in our group, that's Detail Mafia, is out of Utah. He taught me this. Appreciate yourself. Be kind to yourself. Set boundaries for yourself and don't budge is that when you set that boundary, if you're going to work the five, two, and you're going to work five days a week on your empire, two days a week on your lifestyle, and people try to take and interfere with that. Hey, listen, every once in a while it happens. We're going to be at mobile tech. You know, we got to work weekends. We got a, a week long trip to Florida. We're just back to back to back. It's going to happen every once in a while. Just don't make it the regular part of your life. That's the biggest difference. And then lastly, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with this. This comes from a young man, Ricardo, and we had a huge, we had a, a, a big event here. We had, we had, we had over 90 entrepreneurs here in our shop in November. And this young man came up to me and he asked me several questions. And the question that I took the most out of is he says, Rennie, do you love yourself? And how sad is it that I had to stop and think? Do I love myself? Ask yourself that question today. I've asked myself that question every single day since Ricardo asked me that question. And here's what it's done. It's allowed me to set those boundaries with others of what they, they, they expect of me. It's allowed me to set boundaries with myself. It's allowed me to be kind to myself and therefore be kinder to other people. It's allowed me to appreciate myself while appreciating others. And every day I wake up and say, Rennie, make sure to love yourself today. Give yourself the gift. Whatever that gift is, is exercise, reading, going out and spending time with, you know, our daughter, telling my daughter how much I love her, uh, telling Diane, going out and touching Diane. She's really, that just, you can just see her smile when I just a simple touch and kiss on the head. Uh, and, and loving on my dogs, my horses, all that stuff. But ask yourself this right now as you're watching this. Do you truly love yourself? And are you treating yourself like you love yourself? That's a big one. 
So, hey, I've really enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and the video. If you've done it, uh, please make a comment. Uh, share it. We'd love to have you share it. Uh, and then sure, make sure to subscribe, follow us. Most importantly, reach out directly. We love to take in. Uh, Chris, you want to give them your email real quick? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Chris at DetailingSuccess.com. And, and mine is, mine's Rennie, R-E-N-N-Y, at DetailingSuccess.com. Yep. We and, love to uh, you guys. But yeah, like Rennie said, you know, if, if you enjoy these, if you like having them, uh, we like doing them. I know Rennie really likes doing them. That's why, you know, I let him do them. But uh, <laughs> uh, just sh share them. You know, we'd love for you guys to share the podcast, share the posts that announce them, whatever it is, you know, spread the word. Uh, I, you know, I think it's good. I think it's awesome when people can get little bits of knowledge and, and information from all sorts of different sources in the industry. And this is just another one of those. That's it. So we're going to take, you're going to see a little bit change up in the, uh, we're going to go back to pre-COVID uh, dreams, visions, planning, and execution of our podcast. Our podcast was really going to go after all small business, you know, and we we're bringing in a host of different guests to talk about small business, their ventures in a lot of in, 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 in unnumbered uh, uh, industries, uh, restaurants, insurance, chiropractors, all these different things of people that have been able to do the 5-2 principle of building five days a week an empire, two days a week. Of, of, of building a life. Matter of fact, one, one of my friends I've, I reached out to and he's agreed to come in. He owns a successful uh, small business. And he says, you know, mine's kind of been the opposite is that I've gotten into, he's at a, a, an age to where he's, he's going to start thinking about retirement and he's gone to a, to, to, to a three, four is three days of building his empire because his empire's built. He's just maintaining it now and four days of enjoyment. Yeah. How cool is that? But his income hasn't changed a whole lot. He's just figured out business a little better. So we want to bring on those type of guests in the future. So you're going to start seeing some of that happen. Uh, well, that's, a, that's another good point. If any of you guys, uh, if there's somebody you would like us to have on, it, oh, whether man. it's in the industry or outside the industry, uh, let us know. Make an introduction for us. Yeah. You know, yeah and we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. If anybody knows Grant Cordone, I'd love to have him on. You know, <laughs> if you've got a con connection with him, you know, that would be great. You know. Um, so, uh, hey, go out and have a lovely day, everybody. Thanks for watching. We really appreciate it. Chris, uh, we'll talk to you here shortly. And, uh, guys, enjoy. Love, uh, love yourself today. Go and evaluate that. Take care. We'll see you next time.